step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What's that smell? Just like cornbread, don't do well. What you need, you know I got. Faithful, and for those of you who watch professional wrestling, fuck you, Kenny Omega. It is I, the mandated reporter, and frankly, uh, I just got done watching AEW Winter is Coming, and so you'll just have to excuse me on this one. Hey, but for those of you who don't watch wrestling and are wondering what I'm babbling about, it is I, your mandated reporter, and frankly, I'm mortified, Mr. Mark Radelage, and this is the Metal Hammer of Doom. And tonight, we get back in the saddle with one of our favorite metal bands, a true metal band, a traditional metal band, one of our favorites because it's time to murder it. Ladies and gentlemen, we are reviewing Hatebreed, their eighth studio album released November 27th, 2020, Weight of the False Self. Joining me tonight, as always, is my brother from another mother and my hetero life mate. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesse Starcher, how do you do, sir? Going fantastic, Mark Rattle. It's ready to get into some positivity. Yes, sir. Posit- positively, some good metal here coming from Eight Breed tonight, man. This is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, that's what we've talked about in the past, and I won't labor too long on this. But, you know, one of the things we like about Hate Breed is for all their aggressiveness, they're super positive, and they did not disappoint on this one. This is. Uh, I listened to this today a few times. I was boot scooting around the house while I was putting away laundry. And I'll tell you what, um, you know, we're going to do three songs at a time. But, I, I, you know, Hatebreed delivered a solid album here. 
more of what you've come to enjoy from hate breed um there are some real zingers on here i really love this album i'm excited to talk about it yeah it's definitely a hate breed album so folks if you are a fan of this band you're going to enjoy what you hear tonight so yeah man uh how many albums are they in? I mean, they've been around since like 95. Is that what it was? 95, 96? Something like that. Yeah, this is their eighth studio album, like I said before. Their second for Nuclear Blast. Man. So, yeah, they've... Uh, here, you know what? Um, if you look at the... I don't have the wiki up anymore. I turned it uh, I, I turned it off. But if you go to their first album on Spotify, uh, which is Under the Knife, it's 1997. 97 man oh man satisfaction so, is the death of desire 97 perseverance 2002 the rise of brutality 2003 supremacy 2006 for the lions which was their um i believe this was their covers album uh was 2009 um self-titled another one from 2009 and then we we started coming in with the divinity of purpose in mm-hmm. 2013 because mm-hmm. it's time to murder it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, and if you have listened to the podcast in the last year, you've probably heard us mention Jamie Josta quite a few times. Uh, his appearances on the Lamb of God album that was rec- recently dropped, um, and he's had a couple other ones in there. He was a big influence on the D. Snyder album, uh, that was released a, f- a couple years back that I really, really loved. Uh, so I, I've grown to appreciate, since we started with the Concrete Confessional, uh, what was that, three years ago, four years ago, 2016, um, I was on for that review, and I really enjoyed what we heard. Uh, and then, of course, Jamie Josta kept popping up, and I'm like, this guy speak of my language, as they say. And I, I really enjoy what I hear. And anytime I get the opportunity to listen to anything that he ha- is involved in, I'll do it. Um, so, yeah, to have a whole new Hate Breed album to go through and talk about tonight, let's. Uh, I'm ready to rock and roll whenever you are. All right. Well, sir, uh, our first three songs that we're going to listen to tonight are Instinctive, Slaughter Lust, Let Them All Rot, and Set It Right, Start With Yourself, which is one of my personal favorites off this thing. Here we go. Here, kindness and sweetness dies. Trust myself, no one else. Never bow, never break. So I have it to the cemetery. I have become instinctive. I have become instinctive. Like a savage, barbaric I am become instinctive Come with me down the abyss With shadows born 
blood, new ways to die. Pile all the heads, pile them high. Give them what they want, new ways to die. I love that song. It is. There are three on here that jumped out to me. This is one of them. Um, we'll hear the other two in a little bit. But again, you know, it's so funny that this week has been kind of a theme week about like, um, I don't know if you listened to the Jeffrey Dahmer show I did with Sheehan, but I referenced it when we were talking about Animaniacs and everyone's like, wait, what? Um, <laughs> Drawing a parallel between the two. Here we go. <laughs> um, the parallel is is Hart Fisher and the producers of Animaniacs all having this sort of bitter and angry streak in mm-hmm. them and using their various mediums to put forth their uh, editorial views and agendas. You know, and in the case of Hart Fisher, you know, he writes this comic book as to... to Protests the way that Jeffrey Dahmer had been glamorized in the media um, with Animaniacs. The the producers of that show used it as more uh, direct, not very subtle political satire, but mm-hmm. left but like left leading political satire, which some people like applauded them for. I, I get I bet you get what side of the political aisle they're from. <laughs> um, yeah. Because Animaniacs used to be a little bit more even-handed than all that. They just kind of made fun of what was all around them. And now they're, like, you know, they're, like, specifically, like, angry with Trump and conservatism and all that. And so, um, you know, and in both cases, I said, you know, before you decide to use your medium to editorialize your personal views, one, know your audience. Like, mm-hmm. people buying comic books are not really looking for... I mean, the, the Dahmer book sold well, but that's because I think people just like serial killers. Oh, yeah. You know, and, you know, in the case of the Animaniacs, like, it's a children's show. Really, this is not the place for you to whip out your dick and be like, let me tell you how much I hate Trump. <laughs> um, so I love the message, the point that I'm babbling about. So I, 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 the, the point that the uh, when they talk about set it right, like, start in the mirror. Set, you know, get right with yourself. That's right. You know, do you, do you understand the connection that I'm making there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, look these, at yourself first. Yeah. Before... These guys... These guys, Hart Fisher and the producers of Animaniac and so many others, are so self-righteous and and willing to you know uh, shout you know ra- you know ra- shake their fist at clouds and piss into the wind that 
like maybe you know, and, and I said this in both cases. Maybe we should just go outside and go for a walk. And I love what Hayfried says here. Like, like deal with yourself first, get yourself right, and then worry about all this other stuff. First two lines in the song: If you think you should judge someone, start with yourself. Yes. I mean, that is a lost message in this culture. <laughs> That's right, man. This culture uh, is all about the guy next to you and nothing about any kind of oh, self-realization no. or, you know, like making yourself like even the act of making yourself better. Many people take it to like because I'm making myself better. I'm better than the rest of you. And then you just become obnoxious. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, man. We, we got three really strong songs. I mean, just put hate breed breakdowns into an ivy bag <laughs> pump it into my veins yes sir i mean my goodness this is a great way to start this album set it right i agree with you 100 percent. that was one of the first songs that kind of grabbed my attention and and i was able to easily decipher the positive message that was coming out of that song uh but all three of them are really great tunes um it, i mean you can't say much other than this is hate breed yeah. this is what we wanted and this is what we expected mm-hmm. and i'm perfectly fine with that so yeah instinctive uh, slaughter lust is like your typical like heavy breakdown circle pit boot scooting around uh mm-hmm. type of hate breed song let them all rot um you know another really heavy you know great typical hate breed song and then you get set it right and you know and you're we're off and running here absolutely absolutely i'm i'm very pleased with what i've been hearing so far in these first three yes sir all right uh this next set of songs is your title track and probably my favorite song this is the one i sent you earlier i said this is my jam uh this is the title track as i said weight of the false self followed by cling to life followed by a stroke of red difference in the world it means you have to be different from the world you see free yourself from burdens that you know exist don't carry the curse of the fatalist if you want to make a difference in the world it means you have to be different from the world you see free yourself from burdens that you know exist don't carry the curse of the fatalist if you want to make a difference in the world it means you have to be different from the world you Lift yourself up from the level lights. Lift 
So, uh, Way to the Fall Self, let me tell you um, how this reminds me of someone I know who uh, is like a right, proper, progressive, you know, young person and is so judgy of everybody else. And if you don't say the right thing or act the right way every second of your life, and if you, if you like the things that this person thinks are not appropriate for a culture, you know, like combat sports... She's, oh, yeah. Like you're like you're like automatically not a good person. Oh jeez. You know, and so you know, I hear the lyrics to "Weight of the False Self," and I'm like, "Yes, hate breed, get out yeah. of my mind." <laughs> yeah, man. Again, we have some very strong messages coming through with "Weight of the False Self." There's so much lyrically involved there about just trying to get out from under all all the things that you normally do mm-hmm. that are not good for you. It's, it's just not they're not good for you. It's so funny cuz uh, like th- this could be like a church song. Oh yeah. You know. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like, to like change a few things around and this could be like you could be singing this at your whatever church you go to like I mean think think about like like take the hate breed out of it. If you want to make a difference in the world it means you have to be different from the world you see free yourself from the burdens that you know exist. Don't carry the curse of the fatalist. Yeah. Uh skipping down a little bit more. Um if you want to make a difference in the world, it means you have to be different from the world you see. No victim mindset. Raise your standards. Your true self calls. You must answer. Yeah, dude, like, there, there is a hymn <laughs> right after that. Lift the weight of the false self crushing you. Lift yourself up from malevolence. Lift the curse of the fatalist haunting you. Lift yourself out of the death grip. Lift the burden upon your shoulders. It is hymn 343 in the Hatebreed book. I'm telling you. <laughs> I, I love this album, you know, because it really is like it really does point directly at the people who are like, you know, think they're better than everybody else and are super judgy and are not in any way contributing positively to the world. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah. You know, they, they want the kudos and the gold star for being like, you know, vegan and, and pro trans and you know, like every progressive checkbox thing you are, but they're actually like still a shitty person and they treat people badly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, 
you know, you have more people on that bandwagon to make your make you feel better about yourself. Just right. start with yourself first. I, I have I have no problem buying into somebody's conviction so long as it is a conviction of their own. Right. And not just a conviction that somebody else they know has and they're just along for the ride because they feel that they can get the you know like the friends how, out of how it. How many people can turn the other cheek and be the better man? Yeah. All yeah. they can do all they can do is just point and condemn. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about this album is that that's what it's talking about. You know, it's now a few few songs that have brought this up in different ways. Uh, I love this song. Like I I listened to this one on repeat a few times. <laughs> uh, moving down to cling to life, you can tell that that is one that deals with the burden of. I, I, I got a suicide vibe out of it, uh, but more, de- more most likely it's about depression uh, and and keeping yourself. Uh, positive in order to and in clinging to life. I mean, there, there is some really sad stuff that he gets into lyrically in that uh, song. That you know, you could tell he's either gone through that with some, himself or or with somebody or both. Um, and I, I get to my, I, I get to a stroke of red. Okay, uh, great song. However, I <laughs> I remember on concrete confessional there was a song uh that was called remember when and during the podcast i remember this vividly i gave them a hard time because (laughs) jamie's sitting there talking about how if somebody came up to him and said remember when uh he he would you know he would be uh, completely upset with them it's it's that's not the way that i uh, i view things I, i don't remember when i don't look back at regrets and I could just see some guy going up to him and going, you know, it was better back then. And then Jamie Jost is just going off on him. He's well, just, he's pulling out his dick and hitting him in the head with it. <laughs> so I get to thinking about like, there's no, the, the way this opens up is there's no harm done unless the harm is done to me, which, okay. You, you know, you're just sitting there by Jamie and, and Jamie, uh, you accidentally, you know, do something kind of agitates Jamie a little bit. You're like, oh, oh man, sorry, no harm done. And then Jamie just goes off. There's no harm done unless the harm is done to me. So, <laughs> could you just imagine if we were in some kind of world where Jamie Josta actually talked like his vocals in his songs <laughs> and you're trying to talk to him about, you know, having dinner that night and he just completely starts yelling uh, about what he wants for dinner. <laughs> There you go. So that's that's what a stroke of red do, did to me. It made me go on a some rabbit hole, uh, but I really I really do enjoy the song. But uh, there you go. So the only thing I want to add to your insanity there, mm-hmm. oh trust me, <laughs> was um, we get a little bit of slower hate breed here, but still like you know the the very essence of hate breed. So mm-hmm. cling to life in a stroke of red. Um, the te- they, they they back the tempo down, uh, and it's a bit sludgier, but it still it still has that hate breed vibe to it. So good stuff yeah. there. We're halfway through this album, and if you add up the track times, we're probably minutes. yeah thirty four minutes total. So we're like we only got fifteen minutes of songs underneath of us, and we're halfway through the album, which is indicative of 
uh, Hate Breed. Yeah, but Hate Breed yeah. says more in a two minute song than most bands do in like an eight minute song. Yeah, oh, uh, agreed. Agreed. Uh, and I think we just broached the three minute mark on the last two songs. Yeah. Uh, so this next song we're going to get, uh, and these, the first of these next three, is actually the shortest song off this album, but I feel has some of the most to say. So okay. I'm well, ready this, whenever you are. This collection of songs, Dig Your Way Out, This I Earned, and Wings of the Vulture, features uh, another one of my favorite songs off of here. Just love this album so much. But uh, we're going to hear This I Earned, and I almost sent you that one too, because that's also my jam. Oh, man, you, we, are, we are on point tonight, buddy. I was yes, right there sir. with you. All right, so here we go. Dig Your Way Out, This I Earned, and uh, Wings of the Vulture. So Dig Your Way Out is super thrashy. Yeah. Yeah, you can tell that they kind of blended thrash in here, obviously, with their uh, with the hardcore. Um, I mean, man, it's... I would say, for me, we get to Wings of the Vulture, and, my goodness, we've still got, uh, at that point, four songs left, and I'm almost exhausted <laughs> because, <laughs> I mean, everything, every single one of these tracks is just a complete banger. And then we get the Wings of the Vulture, and I'm like, okay, you know, it's still keeping up the pace, but um, I, I don't know if they're not 
Hatebreed is not known to slow down a whole lot. Uh, they no. they slow. They 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 can slow their they stuff do a balance. little bit. Yeah, they do not. <laughs> um, but uh, oh man, dig your way out. Don't promise, just prove. Don't fear, push through. Don't chase the pain, become it. It's solid, solid lyrics there, in my opinion. And like I said, it's two minutes and sixteen seconds long, but it it feels like it says so much. Um, and then we have this I earned, which yeah. Uh, okay, so you're taking weight of the false self tonight, or this come, I earned, or or this I earned. Well, you're <laughs> taking one of one or the other. If you want, whichever one you want uh, to add to the playlist, I've got to pick one, and I'll probably go. Who I don't know. If, if you want to take weight of the false self, I'm taking this I earned. Done. All right, there we go. So both of them two. get on there. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams. Thanks for everything, mom and dad. Will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Both of them are on there. So, yeah, uh, my notes simply are just this is a banger. This I earned is a banger. I really do. Um, I, I mean, we can't play folks we can't play the whole song but as short as these songs are there's so much to them and when you hit some of the breakdowns of these things and or get into certain parts of the songs and how it's sung it's just masterful in my opinion it's it's pure hate breed and it's great um so that's why if if you're going to pick a song off of here uh off the album one song to listen to uh, make it one of the two that me and Mark picked tonight. Way to the false self for this I earned and listen to the whole thing and enjoy it. I love the lyrics of, of this I earned. Um, uh, th- this I earned. I wasn't born with it. I bled for this. Be bound to your word. When you live by it, you prove your worth. Like, I try to teach my kids that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like this, like hate breed lyrics are so full of like the way you should live your life. It's the weirdest thing. You know, before we get into our final three here, I, I hopped on to uh, this is the Metal Hammer website. Okay, uh, this was from April twenty six, two thousand sixteen. Hate breeds Jamie Josta's guide to having a positive mental attitude, and I will go ahead and read the. I'll, I'll read the sections they have here. All right, there's always more to achieve. Appreciate your support network. Use the power of music. Do it now. Don't be controlled by emotion. Appreciate the moment. Don't be controlled by emotion. Seems like mm-hmm. <laughs> seems like a little bit of the antithesis of uh, hate breed. But uh, I'm, there's a, a nice explanation as to what he means there. Uh, he also says, get political. Get some NYHC in your life, Mark Radlich. I know you got plenty of that in your life. And happiness is your choice. There you go. That is... 
That is from Loudersound.com. Uh, you can go check that out and read the full article if you'd like to. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it. This is their way and Jamie's way of of, of trying to give us a message about bringing yourself up and being a good person. I think that is that is uh, his goal all the way around with uh, with a lot of the music he puts out there. And just to let you know that you're not alone if you're struggling. Uh, there are plenty of people out there that have struggled and have been able to succeed and get past those struggles. Uh, but this music is kind of there to help you through that. All right. Uh, absolutely. And we're going to go ahead and listen to the final three songs here. We've got uh, the heart. The herd will scatter from gold to gray and invoking dominance.
All right, A plus. No, uh, A for me. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wait a second, whoa, A plus. <laughs> uh, no, it's just I, I really like this album. I have no complaints about it. I mean, I think you. I, I think if I had to be like, you know, gun to my head, I, you know, you have to say something critical about this album. Yeah, it's probably a little samey. Um, I think if you mix this up with the last two Hatebreed albums, I don't know if I could tell what al- what song was from what album. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't think they've changed in three albums. I, I remember how much I liked um, the one with uh, Time to Murder It on it. Hang on. Let me go back a second. Uh, the Divinity of Purpose. Okay, yeah. You know, I, I, I love that album. Um, it's the first one we did here on the Metal Hammer of Doom, and I think the Concrete Confessional I liked, but I don't think it was as good. I don't think it was as memorable as the Divinity of Purpose. This has, like, three, at least three solid songs that I would throw on a mix separate from from this. Okay. And the rest yeah. of it is solid. And, like, I like I wasn't bored at all with it. So, like, on the one hand, yeah, it's a little samey. It's a little hate-breedy. It's a little Slayer-y. You know, like, the, the, you know, to be fair, one of the criticisms we make about Slayer is, oh, everything sounds like a Slayer album. <laughs> on the other hand, like, for the 36 minutes that I was listening to it, I was happy. And, like, I wasn't, none of it was, like, I didn't feel the need to fast forward to the next song. Yeah, it's tough for an album to, st- uh, to overstay its welcome when it's only 34 minutes long, you know, yeah. which is great. I mean, that's that's what this is designed to do. It's designed to get in, punch you in the face, uh, and with Hatebreed, they're going to maybe maybe enlighten you a little bit and then leave. Uh, I, I had this album on repeat, and I listened to it four times uh, just before I ended work today, and altogether throughout the day, I probably listened to it at least six or seven times it's short it's quick and easy to get through if i want to have to criticize it like i said i'm i'm wore out by track nine man i mean that is personally me though somebody else is going to love what they get and be able to go balls to the wall with it all 12 tracks i and i think that's why i kind of started checking out as we get toward the latter uh i'd say third of the album i'm like okay well you know hey we're that might also support your samesy argument as well. But I I do agree 100%. There's probably four songs off of here uh, easy that could go on a playlist for me. We hey. we picked two. Go ahead. Hey, real quick. I got to, like, call an audible and play something real quick. Oh, okay. All right. Bring it like, on. Nothing, nothing having to do with – well, kind of having to do with Hatebreed. Like, if you – actually, no, nothing having to do with Hatebreed. I deleted that playlist already. <laughs> Not surprised. I bet it's just killing you to have that Danzig playlist sit there. I try not to think about it. Um, <laughs> it's sitting there, Mark. It's sitting there. So next week we're going to review Clutch, The Weathermaker Vault Series, Volume 1. Mm-hmm. And I, I just happened to, that happened to be the next playlist that it went to after I deleted Hatebreed. And on the bottom of it is recommended songs. And one of the ones they recommended was this one. And I have to hear it right now because I have no patience.
All right, I had to get that out of my system. How, how much more fuzz you have <laughs> in a song? Damn. Can, can we get some more feedback, please? The song was somewhat audible. <laughs> uh, that's a great song. I actually listened to that probably about a week or two ago. Something popped up in one of my playlists. I was like, oh, Fu Manchu did a cover of Working Man. Let's hear it. Uh, yeah, that's uh, I, I dig that Rush original too, man. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Yeah, I'm excited to assuming COVID doesn't ruin the show for me. This was all, it was already postponed from last year, but I didn't get tickets for it. And then Guns N' Roses got canceled and everything got postponed. So um, to kind of replace a show and find something else to take my daughter to, uh, Primus is actually doing a concert where they play an entire Rush album. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, exactly. When worlds collide, baby. So I'm going to take my crazy feminist daughter. Dude, the last couple of weeks, she's read books about Stonewall, the women's movement. She's reading about some Pakistani woman that fought the Taliban. Wow. Yeah. Wow. She's going to be unbearable when she gets so, to college. Okay. <laughs> and, and Lily is nine or ten? Nine. Nine. She'll, she'll be ten next month. So my ten-year-old son got the battle pass for Fortnite today. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we'll just leave it at that. He got yelled at for playing too much video games. <laughs> Uh, my daughter and and your son are both going to be in college together, and and my daughter is going to be like Britta from Community, um, oh. <laughs> just you know, vegan and yelling and oh, you know, megaphone in people's faces, and they, your your son's going to be going. I play Fortnite. Yes, sir. I don't. What's a what's a Palestine? What was? Oh, I can't remember the character's name. We got Abed, and what was his best friend played by Don Glover? Troy. Troy, that's right. So K- Troy and Abed Troy. in the morning. <laughs> six six seasons in a movie. Six seasons in a movie. Ugh, ugh, God. Oh, when's that coming up? Anyway, I can't wait to get... You gotta plug that at least tonight. Uh, yes, uh, I got uh, harangued into watching Community, and so we will review it on TV Party tonight two weeks. Um, in two weeks. It'll be two a December... Two weeks. Two, two weeks. weeks. December 15th. Sweet. Very good. Mm. All right. Your final thoughts on this album, and then we can get out of here. Oh, yeah. Hey, spectacular album. If you're a Hatebreed fan, it's, it's a no-brainer. You're going to pick this up, and you're going to be like, uh, yeah, I dig it. I mean, uh, I saw a lot of reviews here giving him very high remar- high marks. High remarks and high marks. Um, 8 out of 10 from the rockpit.net. Let's go over to Blabbermouth real quick, see if they dropped any. Oh, 9 out of 10. Uh, you know, hate yeah, breed. I was curious to see what like what uh, what the thoughts because there's no Wikipedia for this, so I was curious to see like what the other reviews were for it. Yeah, well, okay, so that was blabbermouth. Let me see if we got any other ones here that I brought up. Kerrang! Did they give him a a number three out of five? Ooh, that might be. I mean, it's three out of five. That's that's better than average, I guess. Um, I did watch a few reviews on it today just to kind of get the again the the, the feel of what people were thinking and, and re- how they were receiving the album. Uh, one of the reviewers, oh my goodness, I, I can't remember his name, but I know that he's very, very, very negative sometimes. <laughs> he seems, <laughs> seems very elitist in my opinion, but he really dug this album. It was one of the more positive reviews that I've ever seen him do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, the, uh, for, for that to actually be something that he enjoyed, I, I, think to myself well this album's got to be able to stand on its own merits but 
it, it, it does. In my opinion, it's, again, you gave it an A, and I think it deservedly so. We got fantastic, supportive, uh, pro-life, or pro-life, that's probably not the best term here. <laughs> <laughs> it's not pro-life. Jamie Justice. I'm not saying he's pro-life, no. I, I'm, I, not that there's he, anything wrong with that. No, I he, listen. It's, <laughs> it's this is me digging my way out, folks. Track seven on the Hate Breed album. <laughs> uh, pull up, no, Maverick. Anyway. Pull up. You're in a tailspin. Ah, <laughs> uh, this I earned. Oh, anyway. Okay, so yeah, check it out. If you're a Hate Breed fan, you'll enjoy it. I'm sure. And if you're not, if you like, if you like, man, the word that was tossed around about some of this guitar work was meaty. I like to think dummy thick. I don't know if you've ever heard that term before, Mark Radlich, but there are some dummy thick riffs all over this album, and you're going to enjoy it. Trust me, folks. Highly recommended. All right. Um, speaking of plugs, next week, Clutch Weathermaker Volume 1, Weathermaker Series Volume 1. The week after that, we do our one uh, obligatory rap album of the year. This year, it's the newest Public Enemy album. What are you going to do when the grid goes down? You better be ready when the shit go down. Um, and then we have our annual Christmas show. Uh, Majestica actually puts out a new album uh, on Friday, December 4th, and it's called A Christmas Carol. So oh. just in time for the holidays, we found our Christmas show. So no, that's what we're no, review. Uh, what was the name of the dinosaur group? <laughs> I don't remember anymore. Oh, man. That was a classic, too. That was. I'm Your kids got really into now. that. Yeah. Yeah, that was good stuff. And then um, we were going to do a year-end review because Jesse twisted my arm. But then Clutch announced Live from the Doom Saloon Volume 3, which airs December 18th at 8 o'clock. Uh, the tickets are, I think, like 15 bucks. It's another stream show. And I think they did. It's a 15-song set of their most popular song. So it's going to be all, you know, a Shogun named Marcus and Elephant Riders for, for like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> and Electric That's worry. what I expected. <laughs> <laughs> um, and no Binge and Purge. So. Uh, yep, they said no more to that. Yep. Uh, but that's okay. So we're going to review. So just like we did uh, with Doom Saloon Volume 2, we'll review that instead. And that'll be our last show of the year. And then we'll take a break for a few weeks. Um, we'll do, you know, I'll focus on some TV parties and some other stuff I got going on. And then we'll pick up again on January 27th with Labyrinth. And then on February 3rd, Jesse, explain to the people what we're doing here. Top 10 songs from Back to the Future. Mm. Well, that's a great, uh, that's a great question, Mark. Uh, <laughs> it's one of those things where I threw one thing out to you and, uh, you know, we're, we're still kind of on the uh, the determining side of how that's going to go down. Here's the initial concept. The initial concept. Back to the Future was released in 1985, July of 1985. Uh, so what I thought maybe we could do is, if we can keep it at least rock slash metal related, hop into the top 10, or no, not the top 10, top 100 or so, and take a look at uh, some of the songs that were released. I have a, a link that I can go to to look at. What's the for date? That... We're talking about the date that Back to the Future was released or just 1985 in general? Well, here's the thing. I've got a, a way we can look at the top, I think it's top 30, rock of uh, July whatever, July 7th, uh, 1985. Okay. And I actually have, there's through... actually a Wikipedia for the Billboard Hot 100 singles of 1985. Okay, and let me tell here. you, 
Let let me tell you just just a couple of these which are gonna which we have to play. <laughs> okay. <laughs> First of all, the number one song from the number one single of 1985 was "Careless Whisper" by Wham. Oh boy! All right, now I assume this is. All, this isn't just straight up rock songs. This is pop and rock and everything all together for 1985, right? Well, there's "I Feel You" by Shaka Khan on here. Does that tell you? Oh uh, yeah, going that with this? that answers that question, sir. Oh my that, God! Yeah, yeah, Huey Lewis in the news. Power of Love, number fifteen. Yeah, it the week that Back to the Future released, I think it was number seven, and then probably shot surely closer to the top as the as the weeks rolled on. Uh, I'm trying to find the... I, I, I'll pull it up. The I'll number 100 video. single of 1985. Tell me. Sugar Walls by Sheena Easton. Okay. I don't remember that one. <laughs> Dude, born in the USA? Yeah! There's some great stuff in 1985 that came out. Yeah, man. California uh, Girls by David Lee Roth. So our top 100 songs of the year, this isn't for the week, this is for the year, 1985, according to Tooncaster.com, I'll go 10 to 1 here. Are you ready? Number 10. Of course you're ready. Thanks for, thanks for, thanks for answering. <laughs> Just be uh, quiet. Go. <laughs> number 10, Forever Man by Eric Clapton. Okay. Number 9, Don't You <clears throat> Forget About Me by Simple Minds. Yes, sir. Number 8. Stevie Nicks with Talk to Me. Number seven, The Firm with Radioactive. Number six, Mick Jagger with Just Another Night. I don't know if I know that one. I'm sure if we played it, I guarantee you I'll probably recognize it. Uh, number five, Mike and the Mechanics with Silent Running on Dangerous Ground. Number four, Robert Plant, Little by Little. All right, in the top three, here we go. Don Henley, All She Wants to Do is Dance. Yes. Number two, Sting's Fortress Around Your Heart. And then number one, as most requested by my aunt for karaoke for me to sing, Dire Straits, Money for Nothing. There may actually be a video out there of me jumping off a couch and hitting myself with a rake singing that song be back before, in 1990. Be <laughs> before I die, you and I need to do karaoke, Money for Nothing, Chicks for Free. Oh, my goodness. We, I we want ne- my MTV, sir. Oh, we need to duet on that. I need to make. I need that's the bucket list thing. Now that's another reason for us to visit you in the OIO. That's right, buddy. To find a karaoke bar so that we can do that, and then I can walk into the woods to live deliberately. <laughs> all right, check it off. <laughs> um, all right, so yeah, so the top ten. We'll do the top like ten songs uh, that are closest to rock Our and hearts. metal. Yes. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll look at them. We'll pick uh, like our top five each out of the top thirty, and if they overlap, that's fine. We'll have a shorter playlist. Um, and that's what we're doing for the week that we're focusing on Back to the Future. We got a whole bunch of stuff lined up that week that we're focusing on Back to the Future because uh, there's a comic book out there that'll have ended by this point called Back to the Future Transformers. And Jesse was like, "My hiatus is over. I have to talk about this. <laughs> I will take vacation from work." For this week. It's going to happen. All right. Uh, in the meantime, in between time, as I referenced earlier, uh, Christian Month has ended, and he went out with a bang. Uh, we talked about Hart Fisher's Jeffrey Dahmer comic book from Boneyard Press. Uh, we, you know, And the, the comic book itself was like five minutes of conversation. The rest of it was about like Hart Fisher and why you shouldn't piss in the wind. Um, 
And then uh, Alexis and I talked about the new Animaniacs revival from uh, uh, that's currently airing on Hulu. And we talked mostly about Animaniacs, and, but there was a brief conversation about why you should not piss in the wind. Mm. Uh, <laughs> this is, do not piss in the wind week right here on Rattle and Broadcasting <laughs> Network. Uh, and then tomorrow, we will, um, myself and Chris Bailey will be doing a TV party for AEW Don't Piss in the Wind. No, uh, AEW... <laughs> <laughs> AEW Winter is Coming, or as I like to call it, AEW Fuck You Kenny Omega. Oh, yeah, subtitled. There you go. And if the stars align and a, and a king is born, then uh, myself and Robert Winfrey will be doing some commentary for Errol Spence versus Danny Garcia. Uh, if Unfortunately, if the UFC doesn't end in time, we're not going to be able to do it because he's going to be busy doing coverage for that. But uh, if he can finish up with the UFC prior to the main event... Uh, of the pay-per-view, which again is Errol Spence versus Danny Garcia, then we'll do some commentary for that. So that's what's going on here in the wonderful, wacky world of the Rattlers Broadcasting Network. Uh, and if you're uh, besides doing the, the Metal Hammer of Doom, Jesse will be deigning to, do, to uh, hang out with me and Christian for the Superblog team up, where we look at Captain Confederacy. So we got that oh yes, going on. sir, that's going to be a lot of fun. All right, anything else? I will throw a plug out there for an upcoming Unspoken Issues podcast. Uh, it is Chris Armstrong and Al Sedano come together to talk about the first issue of Clerks from Oni Press in 1998. Uh, so that that is in the can. I just got to figure out uh, some specifics here and get it uploaded. But be on the lookout. That should show up probably in the feed within the next week. So you other than that, that's you, it. You should, no, you should plug your archives. Oh, yeah, syndicated source material. Every other week this past Saturday, uh, it was the first episode of the uh, Radlich and Broadcasting Network's source material that never made it over to W2M when we made the conversion. So, folks, that's pretty much what I'm doing is taking old episodes of source material that never aired on W2M. And uh, for the next year, (laughs) I've got them in the can. They're ready to go. Uh, For the next year... Every other week, there should be an old episode of source material, and it's it's not me just taking the episode and putting it over onto the network. I went in, cleaned it up. Uh, I've also got on there, spent about two or three minutes talking about the episode and some of the stuff that was happening, like either with the network, myself, or whatever, just to kind of give a little preamble, and then we get into the episode. But I've cleaned it up, trust me. There, the The last episode that I'm working on right now, uh, two hours and 44 minutes, and I've got it down to like an hour and a half. So, ladies and gentlemen, you're welcome for taking out, like, I don't know, at least at least 50 hours of silence over 25 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and all sorts of other stuff. There were episodes that you could barely hear. And I was able to go in there, obviously, and level eight it and make it, uh, make it audible again. And so it was, it was a labor of love. I started in July. Uh, just because I, you know, wasn't doing much recording due to the essentiality of my uh, of my job, but uh, on Sundays I'd sit down and be like, okay, grab an old episode from the network and do it, and that's what you're going to look forward to for the next year on Saturdays, every other Saturday. Folks, 
Uh, that's Jesse Starcher. I'm Mark Rattledge. This has been the Metal Hammer of Doom. Be well, be safe, and behave. Thank <laughs> you.